Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and you're listening to episode 106. For those of you who know, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus taking some doctoral courses. I'm going back to back every eight weeks, so only two courses, so it's a total of 16 weeks, which has given me not so much time to work on the podcast, but I knew, I knew, I knew this episode had to be aired this month. So I will tell you what, I'm going to give you a little bit of encouragement to last you for the next eight weeks, you guys. So hang tight, hang on, because I know, I know that's a lot, eight weeks, but this is a long episode. So break it apart into chunks, maybe. (laughs) But either way, I know whether this is your first time listening, or maybe this is your, you know, 100th time listening, wherever you are on the spectrum, you guys, I'm telling you what, you're going to be encouraged today. Because my guest speaker is Dr. Janie Morgan. I'm telling you what, she brings the heat, the fire, the encouragement, the inspiration. Uh, She's just such a light. I really just enjoyed talking to her. She is a pastor, a revivalist, a writer, and a published author. Uh, One of her new books coming out, which we'll talk about in this episode today, is called Her Calling. Go head over there into your Amazon, pre-order it. It's coming out April 1st, 2023, and that is her newest book, amongst other books that she's written. I'm telling you, she is so good. She's so enlightening. She gives insight to different seasons of our lives, which is why she's such a great mentor. She's also part of the Trailblazers Mentorship. You should check it out. Link's in the, the bottom of your show notes. She is, again, an entrepreneur and host of the Firestarter Podcast. And all in all, she's just a bold woman with this fierce heart for Jesus and to encourage others and lead others onward. And her message today is so timely. Pastor Jamie just speaks of all different types of seasons that we go through, whether we're going through a new, starting a new season, whether we're in the waiting of that new season, or maybe we're in transition into a new season of, you know, what God is doing in our lives. And it can feel even tangled up. Like we don't even understand what we know. We know, we know God is pressing on our hearts to do, whether it's making a move in location, a move in your career, or perhaps, um, and just whatever is on your heart right now, whatever you're thinking about in that transition, uh, we talk about a little bit today. And I think you're just going to really enjoy that because I don't think there's enough talk around that word transition and how that can, um, we need to speak life to that, right? How we can really speak life to that and encourage everybody onwards, whether we're in the waiting season, the transition season, the open the big door to big opportunity season, and we need some support like mentorship or guidance. This, uh, this episode right here, it unpacks it all. I mean, it's really a showstopper. And I just can't wait for you all to listen to this. No matter where you are in life, this is an invitation to learn something new, embrace your season, be expectant for what lies ahead. And encouragement is packed full of encouragement to keep on praying through the challenges that you may be facing on the day to day. Because we all know life can be hard, but God's greater vision 
uh, God has a greater vision for your life of this now season that you're in and in the season that you're stepping into and the season that you're starting. So I can't wait for you to hear from Dr. Jamie Morgan. I know I say Pastor Jamie and Dr. Jamie Morgan both flow to and from, but she is bringing the heat and I'm just so excited to hear um, her episode again and for all of you to hear her passion, what she's passionate about and leading others onward into their calling and purpose. So grab that cup of coffee, get on your walk or run, and wherever you are, you guys, so good to be back. Be encouraged. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm just really excited to have introduced to you my new guest speaker today because I feel like we just should position ourselves already to be eager, expected, and filled with hope because Pastor Jamie Morgan is here with us today. And I just welcome, I'm just like so excited to have you here. Jackie, I can't thank you enough for asking me to be your guest and thank you for your podcast. Thank you for all the encouragement you bring mm. and thank you for everything that you do for the Lord. Oh, thank you so much. What an intro. All right. Well, I'm excited because everyone's going to get to know you a little bit more too and what you've been up to and uh, kind of share a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and just paint a better picture for us as we get started. Sure. I I have, um, I'm married. I have a son and he's married with, I have two granddaughters. Uh, I live in New Jersey, like right outside of Phil the Philadelphia area. I am a mentor to women called to the ministry. And um, I have been a pastor. I've been a teacher. I've been an evangelist. I've been a prophetic voice. I'm a podcaster. But as long as you don't call me late for dinner, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> all good. I love that. So you wear many hats. Yes. Yes, I do. I, I do. God has me driving down a few ministry lanes. Oh, isn't that fun? <laughs> I bet the top is down and the radio is up, right? <laughs> the top is down, the radio is up, but you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. When to put your blinker on, <laughs> when to weave and bob, when yeah. to change lanes. <laughs> well, now we know you're really from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania, so I know, I know. <laughs> you go on Jersey Turnpike, it's hold on. <laughs> That's right, hold on. <laughs> But nonetheless, I know I, it's a good segue that you mentioned this because, you know, I think at different points of our lives, we come to different roads, um, you know, where we have to bob and weave and we have to figure out what part of the journey we're going to be on. What transit are we going to take from this point to the next point? And, you know, when you guys don't know this, but we talked a little bit earlier in a previous conversation, we really just talked about transitioning. So I knew we had to talk about transitioning and unpacking that because I don't know how many here are listening have this like nomadic feel that you're just emotions are all tangled up in the things that you want to do and want to achieve you know you can put your finger on it you can almost taste it and it's not like you're in the waiting period because the waiting I feel like you don't know too much but the transitioning you know you know you're just looking for the direction for that signal for the for the sign you know um from the Lord and I think you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I would love for you to shed some light for our listeners today about, you know, your experiences with transition in your own life and, you know, the, how that's, you know, been a game changer for you and, you know, how God's called you through those transitioning periods. 
I love talking about transition because I don't think it's talked about enough. Yes. And, you know, we live our lives in seasons, Jackie, and there are reasons for every season of our lives. And the hallway that connects each season is the hallway of transition. And it's important that we learn how to transition well. Hmm. Um, when I w- I was a senior pastor of an Assemblies of God church for uh, 15 years. And the two years, the, the, the last two years, I stepped down last year, two years prior to me stepping down, I started to feel the grace lifting for pastoring. You know, you know, Jackie, we know, we know what we do is by the grace of God. Like we know we don't got it. Like I don't got it. I, with apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. Yeah. But when that grace begins to lift, wow, do you know? So I I felt it lifted a little bit, maybe 90, maybe, you know, it was a hundred percent. Now it's 97. Then it was 95. <laughs> then it was 90. I think if God lifted the grace, all of a sudden lifted the grace suddenly, it would probably kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I know it would have made because the, yeah. the transition, the, the grace lifting was hard. At the same time, Jackie, I felt another grace start to descend So for a while, it just felt like how I describe it, like I was in a barrel tumbling down Niagara Falls, not which end was up. Or maybe I could say it felt like the elevator shaft broke or um, just this, God, what are you doing? God, I can feel the grace for pastoring lifting, which was very traumatic because I loved pastoring. And honestly, I thought I would be there. I thought they would have to carry me out feet first, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that wasn't God's plan. And so as I pressed into the Lord, he began showing me what this next season was, that he wanted me to step down from pastoring to step up into mentoring women in ministry. But I, I think the transition is so difficult because, you know, as I, as I said, I describe it like a hallway and there's, there's really just two things in the hallway. There's a sign that says straight ahead, like just keep walking. But there's also one of those emergency exit doors, like fire doors, like, like when you go into a department store and they're like, we don't want you to use this door, but in case of an emergency, here's the door. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, those of us, those of your listeners that have given birth, you know, that that period right before you give birth is called what transition and that's when women want to give up that's when they want to tell their doctors off and their husbands off i'm done i'm not doing this right i'm going home (laughs) thank you very much goodbye you know and they're like calm down calm down you're almost at you're almost there yes And what the enemy wants us to do, God is saying straight ahead, walk by faith and not by sight. What the enemy wants us to do is take that exit door, the emergency exit door and say, you know what? It's too hard, too much. It's because it's very difficult, very difficult. One of the most difficult things about it, Jackie, is there is a death. There's a, there's a death. There's, there's a saying goodbye no matter what the transition is, there is a um, death to the old and a birth of the new. Wow. And you have to shake off the old 
in order to embrace what God has for you in the new, or else you will be, you will keep yourself in a constant state of limbo. So there's a, there's a, there's a grief, there's a grieving to it. At the same time, there's an excitement because God is living God and living God, his, his name, living God means he's alive, but it also means he's always doing something new and it's exciting. So you're in this, in transition, it's, there's a grieving and there's an excitement and, and that's why your emotions, as you very aptly described, your emotions can be all over the place, but it's important to keep walking forward and pressing into God in prayer. And, and when you see that door in front of you to run through into your next assignment. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. I feel like right now, like you're just like speaking to me. I don't know. Maybe someone else is listening going, yes, yes, Pastor Jamie, I got you. Like, cause this is so, so true. And I, I know I felt this transition. It's like a tightening too, with those contractions, like you kind of were talking about, like, it's just this up and down, like, um, you know, of emotion, but yet, you know, to, to keep your eye up, you know, keep your eyes in the Lord and let him be your steadfast, um, spirit. You know, I think going through, I know I talked to you about, um, taking my graduate or my doctorate courses since my, my first doctorate course had just finished. And, um, oh my goodness, like, I, I'm like, I got to get to the end. Like, I don't know if I'll make it, you know? Um, but I know, and I, I often like by the end, I was like, Lord, how could I do this? for 14 more classes. Like this is just, it's so much. I know there'll be spurts, right? Like there'll be seasons where I'm off and there'll be seasons where I'm on. But that transition of knowing like, Lord, I know you've called me to do this. I just don't want to give up. If this is what you've called me to do, I I can't give up, you know? Um, That's exactly right, Jackie. It's what, if God has called you to do in your case with your doctorate, somebody else with a new ministry assignment with someone else, maybe it's a new job, you know, a a new anything. Some, Mm. some, sometimes it's a new church. Yes. It's just new. There's always something new and there's a, there's a saying goodbye to that and knowing that, and you, you, you just said it so well, because you know, God has called you to get your doctorate. The grace is there. So no matter how difficult the transition is, and it's difficult, God's abundant grace is greater still. And so that's why when I I remember when I got my doctor, it was like, okay, God, why am I doing this again? Oh, that's right. Because you told me to, you called me to do it. And you have to go back and go because you called me to do it. You're going to give me the grace to do it. And you're going to, you're, you're going to get me to the finish line because I don't got it. But you do, Lord. You're going to do it through me. Ooh, that's good. I think anybody starting new, um, you might have, you might be scared. Like this new transition. Like, I mean, have you gone through something that you were completely scared to go through it, Jamie? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything new, it's it's a walking on water with Jesus experience. I mean, really, our seasons of growth. I feel like God throws us into the deep end. And says, come on, swim, swim, girl, swim. I, I'm not going to let you drown. I'm right. I've been there with you, but you're going to have to swim. And then you're like, <clears throat> this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And then God asks you to do something harder. And you're like, oh, no. Well, no, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and so with transition, it's like if we can get to that new door, that new assignment, that greater dimension that God has for us. 
you know, he has, God's plans are perfect for us and he's got so much good in store for us. It's getting to that door and then, you know, really worshiping through that hallway, hallway of transition. That's how we keep our eyes on Jesus. That's how we walk on water with him as we worship through, because if not, our eyes are on who? Moi. And so, uh, oh, absolutely. It's, it's always this, you know, daunting uh, time when you're stepping into something new because you're 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 laying aside that which is comfortable that which is familiar mm-hmm. you know people people that you did life with that maybe maybe in this next season there are some people that can't go with you that's always hard that's hard yeah yeah maybe there's some things I remember in one transition the Lord brought me through I don't know maybe five years ago um the Lord said to me uh you, you can't take any fear of man with you Mm. into this next season for what I've called you to do. And if you know me, you know, your listeners are just now meeting me, but those that know me would say I'm bold. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't mince words. I don't hold back. So you wouldn't think I would have any fear of man, but yet the Lord knew even a smidgen. He's like, you can't even, you can't take a smidgen of fear of man with you. And fear of man can take many forms, people pleasing, you know, uh, afraid to say no, afraid of what people think. And the Lord's like, nope, nope, we have to get rid of that. There's some things and some people most of the time that we can't take with us to the next season. Oh, you know what? You bring up such a, a, a very like valid point and something I think I've gone through. I said, even over the eight past weeks, I was telling my husband this, I said, what a time of repentance it was for me. Like, I mean, I guess some people might be going, Jack, you just took a course, like no big deal, but like it really stretched me. And one of the things that we had to do was read uh, First Kings and Second Kings in my coursework. And we read through this uh, Christ-centered exposition by Tony Merida and thinking about starting new, like think about like a king starting his new kingdom, starting up what he was, you know, brought up in line for transitioning into what they would want to do. You know, they had so much opportunities, but so many failed because exactly to your point, they looked inside themselves and they thought they were greater than what God had. They elevated themselves above God. They elevated the idols above God. They elevated, um, you know, people pleasing, right. Um, and their worth, uh, in man above God and what God says. And, you know, there were so many great gracious things like the prophets and things that kept them, you know, tried to keep them steady and humbled. But for me, as I was reading that, it's very humbling because how quickly we can get caught up on me, how quickly we can think more of me. How quickly Mm -hmm. it very, very fast can become all about me, all about me. And it's nothing about us. The day we became born again, you know, I, I love Galatians, the book of Galatians, and it talks about um, how I, I, I am dead. You know, I I was crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. It is Christ that lives within me. So it's not about me at all. Right. It's all about him. Now, he, now we, we serve this gracious God that loves us and lavishes his loving kindness on us and, and heals us and gives us joy and purpose but it's still all about him. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it all has to point to him or it's not, it's not, it's going to fall. You know, I think there were many times I had to just be like, Lord, if this is, this is all I have today is my humble worship. Cause I don't really have much else, you know, energy to give. And I just think, but at the same time, it's like, wow, how, um, how, 
I saw the wounds of my own heart and I just was like, Lord, but you're the only one who can heal them. You're the only one that can set me straight. And um, I think if you're listening today and you're starting something new, you'll start to get that Lord's going to peel back layers. I think a lot of things that you're saying, Pastor Jamie, is that, you know, we have layers to ourselves and in order for us to grow, it's that pruning season too. And that transition, like the Lord's going to take off the things, but we have to be ready to be humble, like be expectant that God's going to show up in ways to show you because he wants a better you. He knows you. Uh, he knows your heart. I think that's what makes David, you know, in the Psalms so good is that, he just had this unrelenting repentance of like, but without you, but, 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 but you are God, you are the creator, you know, you are so right, Jackie. I was just reading one of the, one of David's Psalms today when he was running from Saul and he was hiding in the cave. I mean, Saul was trying to kill him. Saul because of jealousy and insecurity, you know, Saul, King Saul. Yeah. And David was like, they want to kill me. The fierce, it's like they're lions wanting to ravage my flesh there. And then he says, oh, but you are my refuge. You are my God. You are my help in trouble. You know, I just love that. How we can, I loved it, Jackie, when you, 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 you got real transparent a few minutes ago talking about how God was dealing with maybe your woundedness. And we all have that. Oh, and yeah. I think we get transparent that increases our intimacy, our deep intimacy with Jesus. And he can do that deep work in our hearts so that we won't take from the old season stuff, junk, debris, mm. noise, uh, yeah. insecurity, fear, doubt, name it, fill in the blank into the next season. I love what God's doing in your heart. Mm. Yes. Thank you. And, um, but I really loved just, I think I saw myself in some of those Kings and I was like, Lord, if I am like this, you've got to take this out. Like, and it's just fall to your knees and pray. Cause I think there's nowhere else God would rather be is right next to you as you're crying out to him. And, um, amen. Amen. Yeah. He's so faithful. He is so faithful. And I love that because not only is he faithful in the transitioning of our lives, uh, which I know that I love the excitement in a transition. I don't know about you, but I love that excitement too. That like, yes, this is hard work, but wow, what it's going to be worth something amazing one day. Like you don't know, but you have this unrelenting hope, this like this expectant hope, right? It's very true. It's like childbirth where there's yeah. purpose in the pain. Mm. And you know, at the end of this, you know, it's not like you, when you get hit by a truck, you know, you're just in pain for no good reason. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, this wonderful, miraculous um, person is, is, is coming into the earth and it just, there's purpose in the pain. Never waste your pain. Never, mm. never pain. You know, we all go through pain in life and we say, Lord, oh Lord, I just ask you to take those places of scars and arrows and and I ask you just to apply the balm of Gilead and Lord I just thank you that my purpose will be birthed out of that yeah oh that's beautiful I love that because I even think too when you're when you're excited you also know that it's not all like taking out all the bad, but the Lord's going to take all the good with it too. Yeah. All the things that he's led you up to be in this moment, whether you're transitioning to a new job, a new state, a new, whatever it might be all the way to New Jersey, who knows, but <laughs> wherever you're going, I know that God is going to also take, pack up all the good treasures with you. He so is. That, I mean, every, so really, when you think about it, every season of our lives 
is preparation for this one or, mm -hmm. or for the one that we're about to be in. As you said, all the good, all the good comes with us. But just as we look more and more like our savior, as we go through the refiner's fire, and we get we get the stuff that can't go with us, you know, stripped it's, off. It's like packing a suitcase. Like you don't need everything you pack in the suitcase. That's very true. That's My father-in-law could pack a suitcase in a trash bag and be happy and good to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I need to live my life. I think <laughs> take the good stuff. But with all that to say, you know, there's transitioning versus there is the waiting. Like we talked about the waiting, you know, just briefly, but I, I would like to like hone in a little bit on that. Like what vice versa, like versus one another transitioning versus waiting. Cause there is a difference, right? So can you explain to me, you know, how also we can get out of the funk of the waiting? Cause I think the waiting period can also get us into a funk. So how do we get out oh, of that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I would I would call my waiting period, my waiting season before God launched me into the ministry, uh, I, I call it being pregnant with the call of God. You know how when you're first pregnant, you tell people you're pregnant, you're like, oh, congratulations, but you don't look pregnant. Like there's <laughs> nothing about you that looks pregnant, you know? Yeah. And it's like only like uh, I, for me, because I was had been when I got born again, I was delivered from alcohol. And I mean, name it. I was fear and depression and, you know, I got a hundred thousand other things. Um, I didn't look like ministry material. So people. Wait, oh, hold on. Uh, Let's unpack that. So tell me. So, yeah, you're going to go right over that. But that's valuable because somebody else here might be going, wait, wait, wait that resonates with me because I don't look like X, Y, Z is you know, in a box with a bow. Oh know? my goodness. I, for, to the onlooker, I, I mean, they would, people are still shocked to this day that I've been in the ministry for decades because I was such a mess mm. because I was so riddled with fear and depression and <clears throat> alcohol. And even when I first got saved, there was so much that God needed to do in me. And that was part of the, the waiting room of God's promises. God had to lop off the rough edges. He had to create in me a servant's heart. He had to deliver me of me and self and, you know, crucify the flesh. Um, I had to learn how to walk in love toward my enemies. I had to learn how to warfare in the spirit. There was so much that he did in me in that waiting room. But I have to say this, so many women and men are, um, are in the waiting room of God's promises, even for their call. God, what is my purpose? And they're waiting for their call, sitting on the couch with the remote control in one hand and a tub of popcorn in the other, binge watching Netflix. Now, I'm not. there's nothing wrong with that. But you're never like I had this expression: a rock that is rolling is easier to navigate than a boulder that's stationary. Yes. So you got the yeah. boulder rolling. <laughs> so so you go to your pastor and you say, Pastor, which ministries need help? Well, the baby nursery. Well, you know, children were never my ministry, Jackie. I know that you're you're a teacher, but they were never my ministry. I knew I was called to adults. But you know what? There were just some things those babies needed to teach me, mm. like being faithful, like, like, like Jesus, I'll do anything for you. Like a servant, like, like having serving, serving with a humble heart. Um, and when you start serving in ministries in the waiting room, 
you go, yeah, that's not what I'm called to do. Or you go, you know what? You're on to something in that you either walk away from serving in a ministry, even within your local church. Yeah, that's so not my cup of tea. Or, you know what? I think I might see a glimpse of what God has called me to do. Because finding your calling is like, remember the old days when the gold miners mm. dig for gold, like the San Francisco 49ers, they would, you know, dig for gold. What would they start? They would just start. Like yeah. they just start, they start where they think maybe there could be gold and then they'll start digging and then they see a little glimmer. Oh, I'm going to start digging in that direction. And then they'll see maybe a little nugget, little tiny fleck. Mm. And, and as we dig, as we serve, the Lord begins to reveal our gifts and talents and what we're not called to do and what we are called to do. So in that waiting, that waiting room is so important in the work that God does inside of us, as well as seeing our gifts and talents emerge. Wow. You know, what? I love that because I think if somebody would have told me it's okay to be in the waiting, like love the waiting, like embrace it because you don't get that waiting back. Once you're in tra transition, once you're in the go, you don't get that back. But man, when I look back in the waiting, there was so much I've learned, so much I've been able to take away and conceptualize in my, you know, in the moments of life, uh, you know, that really paint the picture of who I am today. And I think, listen, if you're in the waiting, praise God for the waiting because he's, you're waiting on him. And he, when he says go, you don't know how quick it's going to be. You don't know what the progression of life is going to be. And I look at my life and I think, oh my goodness, like I'm just like a steady beating drum. Like it's just going up in this steady, steady, slow rate, but it's all good because I know God has a plan with each and every step. And I just, I have to laugh at, at this, you know, transition, this linear line that might look like loop-de-loos at sometimes, but. Yeah, it, it really, it does. It, you, it's rarely a straight line. Yeah. It, 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 it looks more like a labyrinth, you know, <laughs> right. where it's, it twists and turns and where am I going? And is this, the, is this the way out? Is this the way to the, to the center? And uh, that, that is so true. That's so true, Jackie. Yeah. And we can be so impatient when we're waiting. And believe me, I, you guys, I, I'm not a very patient person when it comes to traffic, when it comes to like going places. I mean, I might be close to a New Jersey driver, like at this point, like, <laughs> like I'm not very good. I almost have a 16 year old. I'm like, and this is not the way you drive Ava. I'm like, this is, do not follow my direction. <laughs> But you know, it's important that you, you mentioned about God's timing and oftentimes it is a suddenly mm. and the door, bam, swings wide open. Yes. You know how many people, Jackie, I have seen leave the waiting room too soon because they, they don't, they're not patient and, um, and yeah. then they're not ready. Preparation time is never lost. It's valuable. Preparation is valuable time. But while you're in it, you're like, I'm wasting time. I could be out there doing it. And God's like, slow down, girl, slow down. I know when you're ready. Like we think we're ready way before God knows we're ready. Oh, and what's interesting is when that door does swing open, we go, am I ready? <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready. It's, yeah. We're so funny, aren't we? This time. Yes, it's like we're surprised yes. that God was listening this whole time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that he waits for the right moment at the ripe time. Like not just the right time, the ripe 
time. Yes, yes. And um, and I really think we can't do this alone. So I know, like I mentioned, my husband's, you know, huge support person for me. And, you know, there's different people who have fluctuated in and out of my life, who've been mentors to me, who have, you know, been there in the moments that I've needed them in the waiting room, in the transition and 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 birthing something that I know I've waited for. Um, and I know that's something that you're really passionate about is being a mentor, uh, Pastor Jamie Morgan. I love that you love doing this because I think we need more mentors out there out there for women. Like, like just so much. Like, I think we learn so much from one another and when it's, uh, infused faith infused, what, uh, an amazing gift that is. Can I just tell you, you're an amazing gift to so many women that you lead because we need more people, women who are, you know, know God and have this relationship and have gone through a couple of seasons in their life that can say, yes, like you're not alone where you're at and to pray with them. So I'd love, you know, you have this new book coming out. It's called Her Calling, or right? Your Her Calling? Oh, her Calling. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, got it right. Her Calling is a woman's guide to fulfilling her God-given destiny. And, you know, what does life look like when we're walking out, you know, into our destiny, into our calling? Now the door's open. You know, what does that look open. like? The door's open. Yeah. And what happens sometimes is the door opens and women, you know, I mentor women. So I know women uh, sometimes, many times will either hold on to the door jam mm. for dear life out of fear and sabotage themselves, mm. or they will walk across the threshold of the open door tentatively or hesitantly. And I tell them, run through that door, run through it. Um, once you, once that door opens, you run through it and the walking in your calling, first of all, there's no greater joy. There is no greater joy than walking in your purpose. And everybody has a calling. Like every one of your listeners has a calling, whether it's behind the front door of your home or behind the cubicle at work or behind the pulpit, you have a calling. The women that I mentor are very They're all very different in their area of ministry specialization. So I'll give you an example. I have one lady that I'm mentoring and she has a son that has Down syndrome Mm. and her call is to, I'm helping her raise up an online uh, ministry to parents that have just gotten their amniocentesis results back. Mm. So they're at, it's 2 a.m. They're at, they're, they're Googling amniocentesis, Down syndrome. The doctors, their doctor is trying to get them to, nope, this baby cannot come into this world. Nope, here's three places to go. So the baby doesn't come into the world. Mm. Um, And they're like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And she wants them to know, first of all, you don't have to, you know, survive this baby. This baby is a blessing from God. And this baby has a purpose. Mm. And she wants them to see there's joy. So it's kind of both an evangelistic ministry as well as a pro-life ministry. where she's encouraging them, keep the baby and let me help you through this difficult season that you're going to look back and go, wow, this baby was such, is such a blessing. So each one of the ladies I mentor, like that's a very unique call. Yeah. I have another lady I'm mentoring and she's, um, she experienced just horrific sexual abuse at the hands 
hands of her father and her father's in prison for many years. Um, and she's writing a book uh, to, to, um, to other women that have had sexual abuse by a family member. This is how, this is how you heal. And again, it's evangelistic, it's healing, it's discipleship. So I don't care who you are. If you're breathing, you have a call. Yes. <laughs> no matter what that is. And, and you need uh, this, my, my book, her calling is a mentor in a book. Yes. If I mentored someone for five years, this book is what I would say. Wow. That's beautiful. And listen, that's a valuable resource. Like mentorship, you know, I was doing some research during actually my grad work and one of the, the doctoral questions was, or one of the questions was, you know, how was a mentor? How does they help, help assist you and that kind of thing. And there's so much re so much research on how they play such a critical role in developing the, your, the culture or whatever, you know, like evangelistic, like whatever you are envisioning, how they help uh, develop that in you and how they can really just their encouragement, honestly, is like one of the biggest motives I was um, looking through as one of the things that most of the articles were saying was how amazing it was to help with their building their critical thinking skills and helping them become more confident and produce more valuable work um, in whatever they are, you know, whatever realm they're in. And of course, helping with time management. I think we all need help with time management. I know I do. Maybe I don't want to speak for anyone else. We all do for sure. Yes. And I think someone keeping us accountable so we can reach those short-term and long-term goals. And so a book like that, that you can just pick up and go, all right, this is where do I begin? Because I think a lot of times people have a hard time finding that mentor, finding that person. they, They do. Honestly, mentors for men are scarce. For women, they're almost non-existent. I'm just saying I went decades without a mentor. I wrote this book, Her Calling, because it's a book I wish had existed decades ago mm. to to mentor me even between the, the covers of a book. You know, I want to say this, Jackie, a lot of people ask me, what's the difference between counsel, counseling, coaching, and mentoring? Ooh, and yeah. I, I always use this, this, this example of falling into a ditch. So a counselor will, will say, wow, oh man, you just fell into a ditch. You're, you're injured. Let me help you heal so you can move on. A coach will say, you know what? I hear you. You want a, like a 10-step strategy in how to avoid the ditch ahead. But a mentor says, there's a ditch ahead that you can't see. Mm. And you need to know it's there because there's going to be, if you fall into it, you're going to countless pain and wasted time. Let me tell you about the time I fell into a ditch and how God rescued me so that you can avoid making the same mistake I did. It's almost like you're giving them the foresight they need, um, which is so valuable. I think that's a very strategic leader quality um, to, to uphold. Really, you're, you're just leading them um, and giving them that that light along their path. I think a lot of times, you know, I'm a runner and sometimes when I'm running in the morning, I haven't ran in the morning in a long time, but when I have run in the morning and it's dark out, you know, you can only see a little bit with that phone flashlight and, you know, but a mentor, I can only imagine comes in and illuminates that path for you. Nope. Ditch up ahead. And that person, the mentor is already at the level or several levels up usually from where the level that you're going to be going at, going to the mentors already has already been there and, and several levels. 
Oh my goodness. And chapters in this book are just going to be lifesavers for people who really don't know where to begin. And they need the beacon of light in their life to show them what they need to do next. And and maybe here would be a pitfall or a roadblock or, you know, uh, a roundabout, you know, what would you do? And it's really great to get insight from one another. I think people underestimate in the transitioning, in the waiting, the need of a mentor too. I really think a mentor is for, you know, encompassing so many different steps in our lives as we are, you know, reaching our purpose. Cause like you said, like God, he made us from the very beginning, had a plan, wrote it in his book and said, man, you're going to be so good. Like he, he had, did not make a mistake. You know, when he list when he made you, I want to say boys and girls, cause I'm always talking to my students, but he did not make a mistake when, you know, when he made you. And I think I love the idea of how God calls us to equip other people. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I had done, um, during this time, I really needed somebody, somebody's help, you know, in writing and academic writing is so different than creative writing, which I'm so used to. And as you know, it's, you know, talking in third person, which is so odd to do and all of this. And I really didn't understand APA, which, you know, if you haven't done schooling a long time, APA is really hard to quickly learn. And I needed a mentor and I just broke down and prayed and goodness, the Lord could only have placed this woman in my life who And it was her mom who was like, oh, how are you doing? And it just happened to be cross pads. And I was like, you are a blessing in disguise. She helped me through all of my papers and helping me to, you know, get the right words down and just to be a confidant to like know what I'm going through is, you know, she's been through it. I think there's something to be said when you know somebody who's gone through it with you, they're not going to guide you in the wrong direction. It's the truth. Really, they impart courage. They impart inspiration. Um, they're like, okay, stand on my shoulders. Like, I want you to achieve far more than I ever hoped to. And I, I, I'm a person, I'm a big, I'm a big vision person, but Mm. the women I mentor, I say, you know what, you're going to achieve so much more than I ever hoped to. And, uh, I mean, really the, the essence of mentoring is discipleship. We, we We could use discipler in place of mentor, the word mentor, um, because that's God brings people into our lives to help us get to the next level as he's doing for you, Jackie. Yeah. And I, I love that he does it in such a way that, you know, you know, this could only have been yeah. a God thing. He knew the, yes. the, the my cry of my heart of like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I just think, you know, and somebody else is going, I need a mentor. Yes. I'm going to this, you know, going through these doors, I'm walking through something hard, walking through something new. And they're going, Pastor Jamie Morgan, you're the person for me. So explain to me too, you know, you mentor people, not only through your book, uh, which by the way, I love the cover, um, her calling. It's just beautiful. I love, I love those colors, but, um, and when does it release? Let's just back up and tell me real quick. April the 1st, April the 1st. Okay. So it is coming up quick. You guys, you can even probably pre-order it. Am I right with that? It's available on pre-order on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Yes. And I'll make sure I put those links, um, special for everybody in the, uh, the show notes. And, you know, there's also something really great about you too, that you're not only just a, a writer and a speaker, but you have a podcast that you enlighten. I actually listened to it on my, you know, week to week and listened up what you have. Cause you write it. So you're so concise and you're so like to the point. I love these little bite-sized bits of just inspiration, encouragement. Like you are a mentor in this podcast. So thank you thank for you. that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My podcast is a fire starter with Dr. Jamie Morgan. And um, 
yeah, I, I started it during the pandemic in, in 2020. The Lord said when everybody else was like, I'm going to stop ministry. I'm going to close. I'm like, no, Lord, what, what do you want me to start? Like, I'm going to start. Yes. <laughs> and so now as of, as of last two, at the two year mark, I have, I, my podcast has reached every nation of the world, all 196 nations to God be the glory. It's always been my, my nations. You say the word nations and my heart skips a beat. And mm, so why the, is that? Tell me more. I oh my goodness. I'm, I mean, really I'm an evangelist at heart. I just love, I have such a passion for souls and I just have a passion to see the nations get saved. And so God has just called me. He's used me here primarily in the United States, but he's also used me around the world to win souls and, and on missions, missions, trips. And uh, I just love, I, I take, I, every morning I have a, a small globe that sits in my prayer room and it kind of rotates. It's kind of, I guess, solar, like the sun causes it to rotate. And every day I cry out to the Lord for, I usually pray by continents. And I say, God, I ask you, I ask you to give me the continent of Africa. I ask you, God, to give me the every the next day will be Europe. Lord, you you've told us that the nations are ours for the asking, and because that's God's heart. The mm -hmm. nations are God's heart. And every day I see God deposit your heart into my heart. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I just was so thrilled when my podcast reached all those nations. Wow. It's so you're so compassionate, is what I love about you. You're you're so compassionate. And just a visual as you're just speaking it really just, I want to share with you, you know, that turning of the globe is the turning of God's like, he's turning mm. his heart towards them. Like he's turning. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yes. That's just what I picture. I just think, thank you Lord for your prayers. You know, everyone has a purpose and maybe it's just the prayers that you send to the Lord, like prayers mm. travel. I know Delphine Kirkland, I've had her on the show and she said that on the show. And I was like, that's so powerful. Like prayers do travel. They have, no bounds, no limitations, no constraints. And, and, they out, and they outlive us. Yes. So when we're gone from this earth, when we graduate one day to heaven, our prayers will continue. Are the prayers that we pray for our children and for the nations, for people that, you know, whether people we know or people we've never met, they outlive us. Isn't that a beautiful thought to know? And just like talking about like a timeline of transitioning and waiting and receiving and asking and believing, like this is an ongoing generation to generation thing. This is nothing new that we're even talking about, right? Like the Lord, we, he has pulled, you know, kings to different kingdoms and people from different, you know, nations to different places. And the Lord has such purpose with what he creates and he's not going to just stop with us. The things that you're praying about now will transcend into um, like generations, your generation, the things that you birth. Um, you know, I have a quote that I started with in the beginning of my doctorate course and it says, leave a legacy behind that inspires others. And I think if anything, wherever you're at on the, you know, the line, the timeline of life, you know, even if you think, man, this is I'm going nowhere, I'm at a complete halt. God wants you to know that you're leaving a legacy every single day. True. Every day. True. Yeah. And I want to say to the to the listener, you know, I just feel there's some some women that have prodigal children. And or maybe it's your husband that's not saved. Like, like you're believing for someone's salvation in your immediate family. And you've put your purpose on hold. Because it's just, it, it's a grievous watching your child or watching your spouse, you know, not serving the Lord and you're just believing God for them. But can I just tell you, 
that the best thing that you can do for that prodigal child or that unsaved husband is for you to go after God, like with everything in you and go after your purpose. Like it does that unsaved child or husband no good for you to be stagnant, it, for you to ride the roller coaster with them of up and down, up and down. Well, you need to say, you know what? I'm getting off the ride. Stop, stop the roller coaster. I'm going to stay on the rock of Christ Jesus. And I'm going after God. I'm going after my call. They, whether they realize it or not, the, the unsafe people in our family, they desperately need to see us going after God, having the joy of the Lord, not rising and falling with all their, you know, all the things we, in the natural yeah. that we see, but that we're going after our purpose. And that's, they desperately need that. So it doesn't help them for you not to go after your purpose. But sometimes we hit the pause button on our purpose when we're going through stuff. And if we did that every time we went through stuff, we'd never accomplish what the Lord has called us to accomplish. Because the day we get born again, we voluntarily sign up for the army of God. Mm. We go from battle to battle. Nice. And we have an enemy. We have an enemy. And, yeah. and some of the battles are smaller. Some are skirmishes, military skirmishes, as they would be called. Or some of them are really big, really, really big. But we keep putting one foot in front of the other and advancing the kingdom and putting our hand to the plow regardless, because Jesus is worth it. Oh, so good. He is so worth it. He is. You know, no, I saw no cost too great. I mean, no, even personal, even, even just the pain, even doing ministry in pain. Mm. Like, like even like as you're getting your do doctorate, Jackie, there's, you're, you know, there's stuff that happens in life, you know, there's stuff. And you're just going to keep going <laughs> like you're going to keep going because that's what God's called you to do. Even if you got some stuff going on. Wow. That's a good word. That's a good word for somebody. Thank you so much for that encouragement. You know, my I always end with, you know, what is your final encouragement or prayer for somebody today? But I really think you encompass that. Is there any scripture or something that, you know, just will be a pocket of, of gold for someone to hear today? Anything that just yeah, my, I'd love to be share my life verse. Hmm. My life verse is the very last verse in the book of Acts. It's Acts 28, 31. And it's talking about Paul, the apostle. And it says he talking about Paul, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all hindrance with, without, excuse me, without hindrance and with all boldness, without hindrance and with all boldness. So he let nothing or no one stop him from doing what God had called him to do. And that's what I would encourage your listeners today. Let no one or nothing stop you from what God has called you to do. You have a purpose that God placed you on the, your birth date. You, 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 God placed you on this earth on that date for, to fulfill a purpose. And I want to, I, I don't, I hate regrets. I live my life. I have plenty of them. Like we all do. I have plenty of regrets, but I, I live my life. So I have as few regrets as possible. And the biggest regret ever would be to graduate to heaven and stand before my Jesus and have him look into my eyes and say, did you reach the people that I've called you to reach? Did you do what I've called you to do? Did you go where I've called you to go? And then I just stand there pulling out one excuse after the next out of my back pocket. Well, you know what? I just was too depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. And he's going to point to the cross and say, I died for that. 
well, I, I just couldn't get past fear. And I just, I just couldn't get, I just couldn't. And he's going to point to the cross and say, I died for that. Like, we're going to be with that excuse. <laughs> just, I'm just saying right. that will be, that would be for me, the absolute biggest regret. I think that's part of the, how he wipes every tear from our eyes when we get to heaven showing, wow. you know, yeah. And I just, I want to, I want every gift and talent in, in that God has placed in me to be, to be so used. They're unrecognizable. Wow. I don't want them to be intact. Like looking the same as how God placed them in my heart. Wow. I want them to be so unrecognizable because they've been so, so used. I want to be emptied of every ounce of love that he has poured inside of me that I poured out to other people. That's that compassion. I love, love your servant heard heart. Like, I really think that, you know, servant leadership is, is that, I mean, you just encompass that so well, um, just wanting to see the greater good in everybody that you meet. Like you want to see the greatest potential. Um, you want to see the greatest outcome to be everyone to be saved. And you know what, to God be the glory. That's just the same thing in my heart. Like, I don't know where I'm headed and where I'm going, but we're bringing some people along with us, right? Amen. That's right. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Thank you so much for just being raw and real and just a voice of encouragement today for our listeners, because I think we need that. I think people like you talked about, you know, in your book, Thirsty, you have another book, Thirsty, and like yes. people are thirsty for mm -hmm. wisdom and for God's word. Um, so listen, if you are on your journey, don't forget in the waiting room to bring the word of God, wherever you are to speak the name of Jesus, wherever you are. I know I need to remember that more often in my life. I don't do it enough. That is for sure, but we can do it together. So maybe make it an point today, tell somebody how great Jesus is in your life. And, and maybe how this podcast was something that just pointed you a little bit closer to him. So I would just be so excited to hear about that. And you can always check out Pastor Jamie Morgan and all the links that I list in the show notes, you guys. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for spending some time with us today. And I hope you all are encouraged. Thank you, Pastor Jamie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wasn't that incredible? Thanks again, everybody, for stopping in and listening to the Be Encouraged podcast. If you really like this episode, don't forget to go ahead and leave a review. I mean, you can rate it, give it five stars, go crazy, share it with all your friends, wherever you meet. Um, again, you can follow me on Instagram at Jackie, that's J-C-K-I-E, B is in the letter B, inspiring at on Instagram and check out anything new that I am dropping. I know I said this is going to be a long your next eight weeks as I take this next course in my doctorate, but I will be back and thriving come May with the rhythm of every other week. So this is something to hold you all over and I hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget to share it with some friends today. Encourage them onward. Have a great week, everybody. See you soon.